This is The Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad you're here tonight. Thank you for coming. Uh, We love to celebrate around here, and in particular, we love to celebrate God's Word. The Bible tells us in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3 that all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. So as followers of Jesus Christ, we openly celebrate the Bible because we believe it is God's inspired word and it's profitable for our upkeep and our livelihood. We believe that God's word is reliable and faithful, inspired. It's breathed out by God himself. And so frequently, uh, almost all the time (laughs) here at our church, we love to open the Bible and we take the main point of the Bible passage and we make it the main point of the sermon or the lesson. And then we seek to apply it to people's lives because we believe the Bible is the word of God and we celebrate that tonight. We love to celebrate God's word and obey it and let it shape our lives. In connection with that, we love to celebrate the gospel. Would you read this very familiar verse out loud with me? Romans 1, verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So we define the gospel as the life-altering news that Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, came to earth full of grace and truth, And he lived a perfect life without sin, and he died the perfect death for sinners. And he was buried, and on the third day he came out of the grave alive to reconcile men and women like us to himself. And he is forever victorious over every enemy that stands between us and God. That's what we mean when we say gospel. That's the good news of God. Friends, we live in a broken world, and there's evidence of that I mean, we're surrounded by broken lives and broken relationships and broken marriages and broken governments and broken systems. The world is full of it. Jesus is the only answer to this problem of brokenness. He's the only answer to the problem of sin and separation from God. What does the Bible say in Romans 6.23? The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Jesus is the only secure uh, giver of life. He's the only one to whom we can go for life. He died on the cross. He rose from the grave. He paid the penalty for our sin. He bridged the gap between a holy God and sinful people like us. So what are you waiting for? God has done all the work. God sent his son Jesus uh, went to the cross. He gave his life. He came out of the grave alive. He's done everything that that needs to be done. All you need to do now is trust him. That's all that's required. You, You need to respond in faith in order to receive eternal life. So what are you waiting for? Put your hope in Jesus Christ tonight. Be saved today. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today and be saved according to the Bible. Well, here at the gathering, we also love to celebrate gospel community. 
The New Testament is full of, of imagery that points to the value of doing life together in community with other believers. And that's, uh, you know, going right back to the very beginning days of the gathering, that this Bible study on Saturday night that became the gathering. I mean, we started studying the scriptures together Saturday night, and people were just bringing trays of, of, of muffins and, and, and cookies and whatnot. And so when we formed a church, people said, well, we're still going to do snacks, right? <laughs> we, we're still going to do coffee and snacks, right? Because that's part of uh, our DNA. It's part of the fellowship of believers. The earliest Christians in the book of Acts understood the importance of this life-giving fellowship. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the word of God, and the fellowship. They, they devoted themselves to the fellowship with God's people. Say, I don't, I don't really feel like going to church today. Well, too bad. Somebody else probably needs you to be there. You know, we, we're interdependent in the family of God. They were devoted to the fellowship, which means they got together as much as possible to honor God for what He was doing in their midst. They ate together. And they worshiped together. Then they ate together some more. And then they prayed together. And then they ate together some more. And they worked together. And of course, after the work session was done, they ate together. Yeah, we love, we love to do that. And by the way, there's some beautiful cupcakes and coffee after the service tonight. So come on and eat together. We love to do that here. We love to develop um, Gospel community. Acts 2.47, the, the, the latter part of that passage in Acts 2 says, The Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. I mean, every day people were getting saved out of this, this new, new found thing called the New Testament church. And part of the reason is because they saw something different in the lives of these people that were gathering together and praising Jesus. They were devoted to the fellowship with one another. And, and people are longing for that. Uh, in case you haven't noticed, we've been separated from one another for about 18 months. And people are figuratively dying to get together again because that's how God wired us up. We're social beings. And uh, so we love, we love to celebrate gospel fellowship here. We also love to celebrate making disciples. Jeff referred to that uh, Lori uh, referred to that uh, in part as, as they, they spoke tonight. We love to celebrate making disciples. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 8, 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, Jesus said, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. We love to celebrate making disciples. We believe that that's the main mission. It's not the going that's the main thing. It's not the baptizing that's the main thing, although that's part of it. It's not the teaching part that's primary, but it's the making disciples. That's the main verb of that, of that sentence. So we're all about making disciples, however we can do that. So we give ourselves to sharing the gospel with as many people as possible, and making as many disciples as possible, and, to win, and winning as many people as possible, 
and planting as many churches as possible before the king comes back. Because he's on his way. We want to raise up men and women, young and old, in this church, who will love, grow, serve, and multiply until their last breath. Don't you want to be part of that? And the presence of the risen king is the only thing that will ever make that happen. One of the, the very last thing that Jesus said was that he would be with us always to the end of the age. So you could preach and teach and pray and screech and complain and, and exhort and admonish and do all of that. And, and if Jesus wasn't with us, if we didn't have the presence of the risen king with us, we'd be wasting our time. But he is with us. <laughs> I'm with you always to the very end of the age. He's here tonight. Furthermore, we love to celebrate changed lives. Oh, yes, we do. And we get a chance to do that again tonight, again tomorrow morning, as we witness the baptisms of a few people. Well, I need your help in reading this verse from 2 Corinthians 5.17. Would you join me? Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We love celebrating the new things that God is doing. And for the past seven years, it has been our incredible privilege to stand back and sometimes stand on the sidelines and just watch God work. And then when we see that he's done something, all we can really do is applaud. Say, yay, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been amazing. And really, that's our vision. Our vision is to see people changed the gathering church exists to bring glory to God through lives changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's our vision. That's what we believe God has called us to do in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, north of Detroit. And we've seen it over and over and over and over again in the last seven years. And I pray that we'll see it more and more and more in the years to come. We love to celebrate changed lives. And if your life has been changed by the gospel, if your life has been touched by the power of God through the gospel of God, if Jesus is, means more to you than, than just a word, uh, then maybe it would be meaningful for you to join us in making a, a proclamation tonight, an announcement tonight that goes something like this. Today I'm stepping across the line. I will live the rest of my life serving God's purposes with God's people for God's glory. I will use my life to celebrate the glorious gospel. Is that you? Does that describe your heart tonight? Will you do that with us? Will you use the rest of your life to celebrate the glorious gospel of God wherever he takes you? Since my past has been forgiven and I have a purpose for living and a home waiting in heaven, I refuse to waste any more time or energy on shallow living, petty thinking, trivial talking, thoughtless doing, useless regretting, hurtful resenting, or faithless worrying. Instead, I will glorify God in all that I do and say, are you still with me? If you're with me, say, I'm with you. Okay, let's keep going. 
Because Jesus reigns and rules my life, I will value worship over wealth, we over me, character over comfort, service over status, and people over possessions. Could that be true for more people in the days ahead than it is today? Could we keep working on that, praying toward that in our church? Okay. We can only do that if Jesus is reigning and ruling in our hearts. And so we better move over to the passenger seat and let him drive. Eh? He needs to be in control. I know what matters most. And I'll give it all I've got. By God's grace, I'll do the best I can with what I have for Jesus Christ today. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, let's read the last part of this expansion of our vision. This is really just an expansion of our, our vision that you've heard over and over again. It expands it. and let's, let's read it out loud together. Are you ready? Okay. I won't be captivated by culture, manipulated by critics, motivated by praise, frustrated by problems, debilitated by temptation, or intimidated by the devil. As God provides the strength, I'll keep running the race with my eyes on the goal. When times get tough and I get tired, I won't back up, back off, back down, back out, or backslide. I'll just keep moving forward by God's grace. I cannot be bought, I will not be compromised, and I shall not quit until I finish the race. I believe in the vision God has given the gathering church. And whatever God asks me to do, my answer in advance is yes. Wherever he leads and whatever the cost, I'm ready to serve. Anytime, anywhere, anyway. To God be the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, let's celebrate together. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, we have all of that is printed on a beautiful green vinyl banner that's at this table that's nicely decorated. So if that experience was meaningful to you in any way just now, if there was a phrase, a line, a paragraph, a section of that that you said, oh my goodness, that's life-changing, then why don't you come and sign on with us? We'd like, we'd like everybody for whom that was meaningful, everyone who says, I believe that, I believe that declaration, I believe that proclamation, I want to make that my own, then come and sign the banner and, 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 and put your name to it. Then we're, after we get all the signatures from tonight and tomorrow, we're gonna, we, we might get it framed and we'll hang it up somewhere and, and make you memorize it. No, not that part. But it'll be there as a, as a declaration, as a public uh, uh, witness, testimony of the kind of people, the kind of people that the gathering wants to be. Amen? So after the service is over, please feel free to, to head over to that table before you, go, before you go and get your cupcake and your coffee. Come and sign it. And remember that there will probably be a couple hundred signatures by the end of the weekend, so, so don't write in big letters. Like Paul said, he wrote in big letters one of his, one of his uh, epistles. Just uh, make it nice, make it readable, but uh, enough said. <laughs> oh, yes. Last but not least. We love to celebrate water baptism. Amen? We love to celebrate that. Here at the gathering, we like to say that baptism is a declaration that we belong to Jesus. 
It's a public declaration uh, that we belong to Jesus. And uh, I went back over my notes today and counted from the very first baptism service that we held in someone's backyard in a hot tub until the end of this weekend, we will have baptized (laughs) 76 people in seven years. 76 people in seven years. Only God could do that. A few minutes ago, I read the words from Jesus in Matthew's gospel where he says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's part of our mission. That's part of what God has called us to do. Baptism is part of our mission. It's a step of obedience to God. And so when a person is baptized and we, we place them under the water, that's really a symbol of the, of the burial of Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross to put away sin. So that symbolizes death to sin and coming up out of the water symbolizes rising to new life. And so we too uh, rise uh, in, in newness of life through our faith in Jesus Christ. 